Hello, this is Neil Sandler of XYHT Magazine, and welcome to the latest edition of Measure This, a podcast for the geospatially inclined, brought to you by XYHT Magazine and our sponsors at Tremble. Today, we are at the Autodesk University in Las Vegas, and we're with Amr Rafat. He's vice president of Windover Construction, and welcome. Welcome to Measure This. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be with you today, Neil. Thank you. We are here today because you shocked the world because you just were honored by winning the Innovator of the Year for Autodesk, correct? Yeah. And this is a global award. You uh, beat out many, many uh, internationally renowned innovators. And in fact, you were the finalist of 41, correct? Yeah, 41 finalists from around the globe. From around the globe. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. It's such an honor. Okay. We're here to today to talk about, and your employer for Windover Construction up in Beverly, Massachusetts. Beverly. Is that a suburb of Boston? Yeah. Yes. Beverly in greater Boston area, okay. north of Boston. Okay. We're here today to talk a little bit about what an innovator you are and why you are considered such a great innovator. I understand, listening to uh, reading about you, that you've incorporated so many modern technologies all into one location. Drones, LiDAR, uh, you name it, you've, you've uh, scanning, whatever it is. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? First of all, let's start off. You're an architect, I understand. Sure. I, I'm an architect. I started my career working with uh, a, a great designer for Aquarium Peter Shermaif uh, in Boston uh, in 2004, uh, designing aquariums all over the designing world. Designing aquariums? Yeah, okay. public aquariums. I, I used to create 3D, detailed 3D models of fish tanks and and uh, 3D models of fish tanks. Yeah, and okay. that's and, how you started. Okay. Yeah, and 3D, you know, life support systems. You know, a really detailed BIM uh, for uh, public aquariums, and it's a very complex project. It's got so many great aspects to it uh, for the you know life support systems, the visitor areas, and curatorials areas. You're talking about large aquariums, I think. Large aquariums. These like, are these are commercial that people walk through and. Exactly, like like Ripley's, like Ripley's type thing. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, it's actually becoming more. These aquariums are more than uh, just a pl- place to explore nature. They're becoming institutions for stewardship of like protecting the environment, like the New England Aquarium. All these great institutions help protect our planet. Okay. So it's really great. Then I moved to uh, construction, and uh, working with BEM. Uh, I almost keep learning like every six months new technology. Technologies by itself, like drones and laser scans are powerful, but they are much more powerful when we combine them together and mesh them together to offer real-time solutions for projects. Okay, but it all started with BAM for all, you. Yes, all started with Revit. I remember the first time I created a 3D model was in 3D Studio Max, a uh, long time in 1999, create, uh, you know, animate things and animate people things like that that was like uh, something fun that I love to do okay. but now I like animate cranes and show tell a story of how we uh, build the projects okay. in 4D sequencing linking to schedule which help us communicate the project strategy with our clients and our uh, uh, subs on site so really 4D planning uh, virtual reality augmented reality mixed reality drone mapping, laser scanning, I've been meshing them together in, in jobs. You've been, you've been meshing these together for, that, that's astounding that you've been doing this for quite a few years now. Yeah, it's a matter of, yes, and it's, a matter, it's an accumulated process, an accumulation of process. You know, the things you learn along the way, and when you, learn, when you master and learn a new technology, you add it 
to to that and they see how that can fit so they work in harmony you know at Wendover when I when I started that drone mapping idea and laser scanning it was more than an eye in the sky more than taking pictures it's more about creating and capturing detailed 3D models for job sites to help overlay design models and make sure there are no surprises on sites that's my goal like every day in the morning when I go to work I want to make sure that no surprise on site we we mitigate all the risks and we detect all the conflicts before we start construction Wow. Um, can you give me an idea of what uh, a lot of our listeners probably are not quite as sophisticated or maybe some of them are not as sophisticated in incorporating so many different technologies. What would you recommend as a start for, for folks who are really getting their feet wet for the first time? Where, where would you re- what are the steps that you would take to get started? First, to master, first to master uh, softwares like Revit to create. Revit will be, Revit's a good starting point. Revit okay. is definitely a good start. It's 3D Studio Max. If, if someone, and I'm sure, once they get the hang of it, they're going to love it, like creating any meeting things in 3D Max. Actually, learning Fusion would be good to unify what we're doing right now is unifying, uh, uh, you know, uh, digital fabrication with laser scanning to create something, a replica of okay. something. I'm working on that at Autodesk right now, build space. Laser scanning a historic facade in New England. And from that laser scan, been working on fusion to create a detailed uh, replica, replica of that. And that's unifying laser scanning with digital fabrication. Is that, is that what's called a digital twin? Yeah, actually, it's, it's a similar. Uh, the whole idea is, you know, you, when you laser scan the building, I wouldn't really trust any uh, source of information uh, on a model unless it's laser scanned. Okay. Uh, because... Laser scanning really give you, our scanner is every 70 meter, only three millimeter off. And from that, we basically take it to Revit or to Fusion and basically tracing that mesh to create the replica or the digital twin of that okay. piece. Okay, and then that's your first step. So you want to understand, those are the, that's the ground, that's the foundation. Where do you go from there? What do you learn next? Sh- sure. So, for example... Uh, yeah, is to create a model, to learn how to create a 3D model. That's that's very important. And then, that's like learning the alphabet. Exactly. Okay. And then you can write poetry. Okay. That. And then you write poetry. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Yeah. So so learning how to create the model, learning how to animate things, whatever it is, cranes, practice, practice, practice. Animating them. Okay. Animating them, and then explore new things. Like I. I got my license to be an FAA uh, drone uh, certified drone pilot. Yeah. That's okay. very important, and it's I wouldn't fly a drone unless I I get this license because all the FAA regulations really for the safety of everyone. So I love the, all the regulations there. You know, ch- studying a lot about weather conditions, about how you fly the drone for safety. It's very okay. important, especially in the New England weather. Okay, you know, <laughs> so. Uh, so that was important, laser scanning, practicing laser scanning. And also the key, and when you master all of these elements, the challenge is now how to combine laser scanning, which was an unprecedented, you know, what I did at Canvas. It's a project, uh, 184 boxes, modular boxes getting placed on steel. So what I did is that after the erection of each steel uh, area, I go fly the drone, 
with ground survey methods. With ground survey methods, okay. Uh, ground survey points, sorry. And then capturing the as-built steels. So we are coordinating not only with drawing steel, with as-built steel, which might be an inch there, an inch here, different from the, it's a little change from the drawings, but it's huge in coordination because if you have the pipes going wrong, you have to coordinate. So we had the lower floors steel structure and the upper is boxes. So I made sure we place those boxes virtually first to so no surprise on site when we place those boxes all the vertical shafts of the boxes will fit perfectly with the asphalt steel wow. down there oh my goodness okay and that's all possible by merging uh, drone mapping so we captured 3d model with right. laser scanning down from below because the drone want to capture uh, whatever uh, some of the below elements so merging them together and with virtual reality we are able to in, in a, do a Navisworks clash detection in real time, communicated to the factory in same day we captured the model. And then they were able to make sure that their vertical shafts are placed. We had zero conflicts in that project. Wow, that is impressive. On-site. And how large was this project? It's a, I think it's a $34 million project. It's 184, uh, 184 modular boxes. So and this is what is the building? What is the structure? It's itself? a mixed-use project. Mixed-use project. Okay. Modular project, and obviously, Wendover is a leader in uh, in uh, modular construction. We do, you know, we through the years we have developed through R and D how we can really build the modular greener, uh, more efficient, uh, less waste, of course, and yeah. more safe. Right. And these are factory constructed modular units, correct? Exactly. What I like about modular that. First of all, they save time on site. Okay. The quality is amazing because you... Built in a factory, basically. Yeah, yeah, factory setting, saving on energy, making sure everything is bolted very well, done in a really high quality, and then you bring it. And also, it's very sustainable through the entire life cycle of the building. Even after it gets assembled later, it's it's deassembled later. It's still sustainable, good for the environment. So, and most of the materials used could be uh, recyclable. We hope you're enjoying XYHT's Measure This podcast, brought to you exclusively by Trimble Geospatial, the most trusted brand in surveying. Find a distributor or product information at geospatial.trimble.com. Okay, so uh, getting back to where we left off. Okay, so you incorporated, you got your FAA license flying drones what 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 else for our listeners what's the next step for them you talked about augmented reality virtual reality some of these other yeah dedication and hard work i i tried so many ways it didn't work from the beginning you get even if it doesn't work persistence make sure you try over and over until this works because you know this is a very different technologies each of them is very powerful by itself but when you combine them together they are much more powerful so drones had its aerial capture of the data laser scans have their systems and so what kind of sensors do you use on your drones just uh, sensors yes no we just regular drone capture the pictures it's here is the thing it's not about the latest drone or the latest sensors it's about how we process the data after that. What are you going to do with the data the captured data. by the drone or captured by the scanner? So my focus was about, okay, we captured this data. The innovation is actually in how how we will do, what we will do with this data, how we process them. So basically, 18-minute flight captured probably 500 uh, georeference pictures. You process them in a day, and then after that, 
the, the real work starts, which is processing this data and embedding it to the BIM workflow of the project to mitigate risk and to detect early conflicts. Okay. Um, one of the things, obviously, we talked about this before we started the interview, that you're an innovator within your company as well, and that a lot of the success that you've had was selling or convincing co-workers, compatriots, to buy in as well as you did. Yeah. You said there were some that maybe were not as enthusiastic as you were. How do you do that? How do you get the team on board? Actually, at Wendover, it was, it was easy because the, the culture we have at Wendover is really... Uh, embracing technology. When I get like this new crazy idea we're going to do on site with a very new technology introduced to the job site, you know, when I talk to the team, learn about the challenges they have, learn more about how I can fi fix that with softwares and the hardwares, and then respond with a solution, they get very excited and they say, okay, let's try this armor tomorrow. You know that project at Canvas, it, it, it's very successful because the superintendent would call me regularly. Amr, we erected the steel on that day. It, it, collaboration on site. Can you come scan it? Can you come work on the drone mapping for it? So it really takes the collaboration between the site personnel, the site team, and the BEM team to work together. So I've been working closely with our site teams to create all that. It needs a really good collaboration. So and these include surveyors as well on the ground. Correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. we we actually did it all in house. Okay. So, we, uh, and here is the thing: when you do everything with the BEM person, BEM expert, do the drone mapping and the laser scans themselves, they they know what to capture and how is he gonna process it later for the BEM 3D model. Here's the thing: the key. So back to your question about how you how you sell this to your coworkers, how you sell these new innovative ideas. It's actually by engaging them. And to find common grounds, like this is what it's been done for years. How we can, how we can make it more efficient, how we can make it more greener, leaner, things like that. So these, yeah. What does your What does your employer at Windover think of these innovative innovative concepts for their company? They love it, and it's really a culture of doing the right thing, making sure we embrace new technologies, open to new ideas, because you know. These new ideas at the very beginning, we you know we are very of the very early implementer for virtual reality. I've been an early implementer of, you know, Microsoft Hololens for augmented reality. How long have you been using Hololens? I think four to five years. Really? Four, okay. So you've years. been yeah, you're an, definitely an innovator. Yeah. Yeah, very early. I used it so many times for clients. I used it uh, for uh, a client who wanted to see a renovation of his uh, kitchen, for example. It's a famous chef that he wanted to see how his kitchen would look like. So he put the, the HoloLens, he walks in the, uh, to see his, into his, his kitchen. He walked into his kitchen. The kitchen and a, a beautiful restaurant. For example, we used it on uh, uh, banks in school at Endicott College. We, we have overlaid this, uh, I overlaid the 3D model of the building sitting when there were nothing there and they are able, our clients and the architect and our project manager walk around the site. Walk through the site. Discussing uh, that stair we see there as a hologram that will be there in reality after six months discussing how we can manage a change uh, walk through the sites with the hololens that was really helpful for communication man managing change what uh, what i'm sure this is you make it sound all so perfectly seamless i'm sure there have been tra challenges over the years what were some of the ones that maybe didn't work out what technologies took a lot more uh, effort to bring into the process. I noticed that, so Neil, I noticed that when you work on 
augmented reality by itself that's a challenging but you can overcome them virtual reality that's a challenging by itself that ch the biggest challenge happens when you're trying to do for example combine two different things like for example 4d using drone mapping what i've been doing is that i i create 4d animations to communicate how we would how a project would evolve storytelling for how the project and okay. that's very helpful for clients because clients are not always as good as we are in visualizing what's in 2D and 3D, you just want to see, you know, a picture worth a thousand sure. more. So we would love to make it easier for our clients to see, ah, this is a project. Tell the story. Tell, tell the, the story. story. This is day one construction until built. We tell that in a 4D and almost to most of our jobs that went over. Uh, you know, most of our project, we tell the story visual, visually schedule, link it to schedule. So uh, we've been relying for years on other methods, you know, in modeling the site, for example. But now with drone mapping, which I've been using for a couple of years now, and actually almost three. So what I've been doing is that I combine drone mapping to capture the site, a detailed, as of today, 3D okay. model. And then I add the BIM elements for 4D to that to tell the story. So that's that's a challenge, you know, how to, to mix these things together, technically challenging. Mix these things with, in a, with two different tolerances, how to mix it to work inside the software. That's the innovation part in this part, how to mix virtual reality with, with drone mapping, with laser scanning in one uh, solution. I think you won the, the, the award because of your enthusiasm for what you do. Well, thank Very you. enthusiastic about thank this. Thank, thank you. you. Um, tell us, okay, so you're here at, at Autodesk University. You just, you just a few minutes ago really were honored with this award at a luncheon. Um, what, uh, what's next? I mean, you know, technology is always on the move. What's next? Yeah, th that's the, the thing. When I started doing virtual reality f years ago, I thought, you know, this this, this is, is it. Great, this is the greatest thing ever. You know, it's great. It's still until now the greatest thing. And then you get augmented reality. Augmented reality. You want to embrace that to help in our job sites build better, build safer. And then you get laser scanning. Why don't you do laser scanning? And then drone mapping and mixing them all together. I think the future is how we merge with the technology that you and I are not aware of yet that would come 10 years from now. But there is always one principle, is how to utilize today's technology, whether it's today or 10 years from now, you know, with tomorrow's vision. How we don't just rely on, uh, as I mentioned earlier in, in, in the presentation there, uh, at the award ceremony, we think that we are as good and accurate as uh, the equipment you, we use or the softwares we use as of today. But that has, no matter how the equipment is amazing, it's still got some limitations. That's why we need there's a room to, for improvement for an, a certain scanner or certain drone. But that's when imagination really comes into the, you know how we process this data with tomorrow's vision. So we can really offer solution for today's problem with tomorrow's solution. That's how we we can advance the industry, not limit ourselves into the equipment we have, but think think broader than that than the data we capture. And try to and that happens when we merge these two things together. As I said, one technology is powerful, but it's much more powerful when we merge them together. Right. Is there anything? Are there any wants in your world? In other words, when you're working on these projects, do you think, God, it would be nice if we could? I, I wish there were like, you know, it's like a, a dream thing. Is that you know we can automate these processes, like for MEB coordination or even for laser scanning, like. 
Right now, we are exploring so many things with robotics right now at Wendover. Exper- we are heavily in, in, uh, experimental, doing heavily experimental. Robotics in, Robo- which, in which In, in which construction. I, in construction, So okay. what, what I've been... For, can you give me an example? Yeah, robotics to, to help with the scanning, for example. You know, when we laser scan, we, uh, our door, it would take 16 minutes each round to scan a building. How about if a robot can do that for you? You know, you st- you know in the robot, you tell it, go scan here 16 minutes, 16 minutes, 16 minutes, and then we, you it's still, it's not replacing anybody's job. The robot is actually helping us focus on what really matters. So we still get the, st- the stick with, you know, with the data so we can process the data. But at least that time of like 16 minutes around scanning, building around like for a half day or a full day, that could be skipped by a robot doing the scan. And well, you so, have to believe someone's creating that right now while we're sitting here. Yes, exactly. So I, I think so, uh, we are experimenting that right now at Wendover, but, but I think the future is automation, is greener. And the greener part, it's resilient, it's healthier, it's, it's got to be happening right now. To, you know, that's what I hope for the industry to advance. Wow. You're a true visionary. Oh, thank I you. I really appreciate, yeah, I really appreciate that. Anything else that you'd like to talk about? I mean, I've really enjoyed just listening to you and watching your enthusiasm. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk to about, uh, to our listeners? What other things can they do in their lives? I mean, one of the things that, that I always hear people say is, oh, I'm too old to learn a new skill. Um, you no, know. Actually, actually, if there is one thing I can note, you know, or mention, I believe that, you know, it's, it's it, it, just be kind and be good to each other. That's what really can help us, you know, do amazing things. To be kind and be good to each other. Good. Well, thank you very much. This has been enthousi- your enthusiasm is infectious. Well, anyway, you. this is uh, this is the latest edition of Measure This. Once again, a podcast brought to you by XYHT Magazine and our sponsors at Tremble. Thank you very much for your time and congratulations on that uh, impressive award. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.